This is Goals with Soul, a podcast for visionary coaches and entrepreneurs, building your business with inspired action. In alignment with your mission and authentic message, so you can create impact for your soul clients and feel lit up every day. I'm your host, Joe Ingram, married mum of three daughters from London and a former ad agency director turned business coach and strategist. In Goals with Soul, we blend revenue generation with energetics, marketing strategies with pranic healing, and ambitious business goals with our soul's desires. If you're looking to build your business with less efforting and more ease, this is the podcast for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul. I'm Joanna Ingram. And today we're talking about sales, which is something that so many of us have shied away from. And it's not the first time I've covered sales as a topic here on Goals with Soul, because as coaches, healers, light workers, consultants, experts, we need, of course, to become expert marketeers and salespeople, as well as being experts at our own craft. And so today I'm really diving into some nuts and bolts about making sales. And that's how we can increase the number of discovery calls we have. And that's by using the DMs in social media. My guest is the wonderful Anna Faroo, a personal friend of mine, as well as being a business and mindset coach for female coaches. Her clients made nearly $3 million collectively, and she's worked with hundreds of women to help them develop customized marketing strategies to attract more dream clients in ways that feel deeply aligned for them. When she's not coaching, you will find her reading a smutty novel on her Kindle or climbing with her hubby. And in fact, we do end up talking about dick pics. So if you're curious how we ended up there in a conversation about sales, please do listen on and stay right to the end where the inspired action that Anna shares with us today is a simple step towards starting to create more client sales by using the DMs as a primary part of your pipeline. I can't wait to share this with you. Let's dive in. Anna, welcome to Goals with Soul. Hi, thank you so much, Joe. I'm so pleased to be here. And I'm so pleased you're here. You know, we've been friends in this industry for a while now, and I'm so pleased you've joined us because the topic for today's um conversation is one very close to my heart, as as a most. And this one's about getting more sales calls in a very specific way in the DMs. And I know that you've got a real reputation as someone that really understands sales. So before we dive in, I would just love to know, how did you get to such a point? Like how you've been called the sales queen by many in our circle. What is it that you've done that have created that bank of knowledge in your life? Well, good question. I'm not really sure because I don't have a, like I'm a teacher, as you know, that's my background. So I don't come from sales. Uh, I had one sales job for like a couple months selling hiking gear. But I think for me, I just really understood uh, from a very early point in my coaching business that in if I want to help people, which obviously is why I started coaching and why we all are doing this, the sale needs to happen, right? Like if you, you can give out as much free stuff and do free calls and pro bono and whatnot. But I realized very quickly that once people actually invest, they their their results just skyrocket. So I think that was really the, the starting point for me because I don't really look at sales as sales in the sense of we, we're so ingrained in like 
sales is dirty, sales is greedy, sales is bad, right? Like it's just about getting money and, and using people, right? And for me, sales really early became, no, it's it's my my best way to really help people make amazing transformations. Mm, yeah, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head, haven't you? It's like, I know from my own experience, I felt really nervous about making sales. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel comfortable talking about money. And, you know, coming out of all those years in corporate, I never had to have those conversations. And suddenly it was intrinsically wrapped up in my self-worth. And that took a long time in that first year to overcome. And I know so many people, no matter what stage of business they're at, um, about raising their prices, about making the invitation, about actually getting the conversion. And, and oftentimes it feels very graspy and grabby and it feels quite bro markety. And I know you and I share a point of view about integrity and marketing. And it's interesting to know where that line is, how to sit in integrity in your sales um, and not feel that you're you're using some underhand tactic that you know isn't isn't in full integrity. Is is that something that you've picked up as you've obviously explored the different sales strategies and techniques? So much, yeah. I love how you said that because it's I agree. Like it's it's about how do you because if you are a coach or really any type of entrepreneur, right? Sales need to happen <laughs> like if if sales do not happen we don't have a business and in my experience of working with hundreds of coaches I work with coaches specifically female coaches I've seen this just like again and again how they or we have something amazing to offer like we really want to help people and we have an amazing product or offer or we're just really good at do what do we do but then there is a disconnect okay how do I get people to come to me and work with me so I can help them get the amazing results. And obviously part of this is, is marketing, but it's also sales. It's both. Right. And the solution and the answer, I would say to your question, how do you do this in a way that doesn't feel like I'm a sleazy car salesman? <laughs> well, the, the answer I've found is build, focusing on building genuine connection genuine relationships having genuine interaction yeah the interesting thing is of course we've titled this um this episode all about getting those conversions via the dms getting sales calls using the dms that's direct messages um it, you know it doesn't just apply to instagram it could be equally as relevant in in any social media setting where you're able to do direct messages right and yet we talk we, we're thinking about relationships and connection <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to go hang on a minute DMs is the worst place the last place I would expect to do genuine connections in fact most people myself included just have an inbox a DM inbox full of sleazy impersonal cold messages and the last thing we want to do or be is like that so I'm super excited because I would love that description, that explanation of how you can actually bring together one of the places that feels the least personal with this idea of relationship setting. And of course, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping the gun as well, Anna, because I really also want to hear about what you mean by relationships, because it's like, what what is connection in order to get sales, right? Yeah, no, but I'm so glad you mentioned this because th this is literally what everyone says to me when, when I talk to coaches 
about like building the relationship and why the DMs are so good. They're like, oh, no, cold bitch. No, I, oh, no, 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 no. Like they, they really think what you're saying. And I get it because I get these cold pitch DMs as well. And we, we just want to puke, right? Glad you said that. Let's prephrase this. Uh, frame this conversation we are not talking about cold pitching in the dms what we're talking about is a totally opposite way of doing it that's going to feel amazing for you and the people you're talking to uh but be before we dive into that as you said okay what is a genuine relationship uh i'm not talking that about you have to be best friends with someone obviously but i'm talking about um like a sh an energetic how do you build trust, really? And so trust comes from someone feeling like you actually see them, you hear them, you care about them beyond their credit card, right? That's what everyone wants. And especially if you're working with women, I will say this, men also want this, but women and the more, you know, spiritual, the more highly sensitive, I'm a highly sensitive person, I'm an empath, I know you are as well, I believe, like the more uh, caring, empathetic um, your audience is, the more important this becomes. Um, obviously, everyone wants, wants to feel like, oh, you actually see me and care about me more than just me paying you, right? Because we were talking before we started this about how the industry has changed dramatically in the last two, three years, um, especially with COVID. I would say also probably recently with the help of the Netflix series uh, Twin Flame. <laughs> oh my gosh, Maybe I watched that recently. Wasn't that something? <laughs> you, you know, it's like, oh, can we please not broadcast crazy people who think they're coaches you know that's not coaching but anyways um so the industry has changed because it's honestly it was easier to get sales earlier let's just put it that way right there were there was less competition um and so on and so forth and now there's a lot of noise a lot of other coaches doing pretty much the same thing we're doing and so we have to to go beyond just posting content, right? And that's where the DMs, where the relationship building philosophy comes in. And so you talked about relationship building, about helping someone feel seen and heard. And most people think, well, that sounds great. Of course, that's exactly what I, I aim to always do with my clients. But how do you do such a thing in the DMs? And like, how do you get someone into the DMs? And then how do you take them from the DMs onto a sales call? It feels like something shrouded in mystery that could, of course, be such a, a useful technique within your business because pipeline is you know the lifeblood and bringing people through a process and you have somewhere that you engage them and you have the ability to get them on a sales call and then of course to convert them from that into being a client but it, it, I think you know when I've spoken to so many clients and conversations with colleagues and friends you say what's your number one challenge in your business and 99% of the time they'll say it's my pipeline it's like getting the calls and, you know, to, to, to ask the question, what would change for you if you could get 
you know, five quality calls a week. People say it would change everything in my business if I could have five amazing sales calls or 10 amazing sales calls, or whatever they're looking for in their business at that time. And of course, what we're talking about here when we're talking about sales is getting people to want to have that conversation. So what, what is it in the process that, you know, I know you teach your clients this so well, it's like bringing people through that pipeline, through that funnel, how does it work? Demystify it for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're so right. Like it, it is shredded in mystery, but the, the irony is it's really, really simple when you just, when you stop thinking about the DMs as the DMs and start thinking about them as a mingle party. That's what I say to my clients. Stop thinking about it as the DMs because we we get this like weird, like, oh my God, how do I behave when it's the DMs? Like, because we have these cold pictures who come and like, hey, do you want 50,000 followers? Uh, do, click this link or respond or blah, blah, blah. Like buy my stuff, buy, buy, buy. And it's like, we we, it's like someone is asking us to have sex with us. And we're like, I don't know you. No, thank you. <laughs> Back off, I'll shoot you (laughs) You (laughs) it's a very strong response (laughs) yeah I mean it feels really violating to us as women especially when someone is kind of like um it's like sending a dick pic I always say that to my clients like don't pitch someone that you don't have a an established connection like there's no rapport right yeah yeah it's it's really the same as if I would send a dick pic I don't have a dick but you know <laughs> it's it's like no I don't want this stop right so the solution is if you know the person and you like the person and you trust the person you might enjoy getting a dick pic like I don't, I don't know not everyone but you know I don't know I mean? but in my, I've been I've been in my relationship for um well, getting on for 20 years now and at the beginning of that I did do a bit of internet dating this is well before tinder or any of those apps even existed so i can honestly say i've never received a dick pic so <laughs> i, I don't know you. that feeling <laughs> hasn't happened for me i have had a few single friends that have shared some delights with me and i was like you serious someone sent you this so um not having experienced that, I can't compare it, but I do know the feeling of getting somebody jumping into the DMs and they send you some long blah, blah, blah. And then the day later, you get a little one that's like, have you seen this? Or you haven't answered. And it's like very affronting. It's like very rude. Like, so what? And I can see some people feeling like, oh, I have to reply or I'm I'm the rude one. And it's a, a very strange environment to sort of do business so I'd love to know, like, how should it be done? How do we get to that point where we're having real conversations? Because I mean, that's another thing. I'll digress again, just fractionally. I hate lightweight conversations. And I didn't, I didn't know that about myself till I started online coaching. And some mentors early on, and they're like, just start conversations with people. They've got a cat. You've got a cat. I like baking, you like baking, find anything, you know, look at their stories, see what they're talking about and just be like getting a a chat with them. And apart from the fact, and I I imagine you're probably going to share something about this, but apart apart from getting friend zoned, which I know and here is the thing, I just don't enjoy it. It feels so um, disingenuous to me. I'm like, I gotta be honest, I don't care too much about your cat. 
And I, I don't, you know, I'm not a bad person, but I would yeah. rather talk about your existential crisis. I'd rather talk about, you know, some, you know, big dark nights of the soul that we've had and we can share. And that's relationships I have with my female friends. It's like really talking from the heart. And I guess many of us feel that these sort of lightweight, intangible chats in the DMs just don't feel and I know many do it very successfully they're like that, 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 and that's great and you know I'm not throwing shade on them but it just isn't for me so mm. I imagine that there has to be another way and how would you approach that well you're you're right it this isn't for everyone right there is no magic strategy that will work for everyone so so that that's absolutely true because the thing and I think that this might might be a helpful shift because I the, the thing is I I was just like you. Uh when I started coaching, I was I was feeling the same. I was like, you ask any anyone who met me, I was like hating the the small talk and I just wanted to dive straight into the deep water, right? That partly changed when I started coaching and when I or when I discovered this way of doing it because, and, and the shift was not that, oh, I love having shallow conversations now, but the shift was, who is this person? How can I meet this person where she or he is at right now? And I, what I noticed was that I might want to talk about, um, you know, my spiritual journey or, um, you know, some, my, the dark night of the soul, like you said, or, or so that I've experienced, but I noticed that a lot of people got a little, a little like jarred, you know, they were like, it was too deep. Too this soon. is, this is the dick pic equivalent, isn't it? Just jumping in too hard, too fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I think <laughs> it is. this is your dick pic. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing again, those conversations can happen um, but the, the shift we need to make is more like, okay, the, I would start, what is my mission? So I know that your mission is very similar to mine and probably you guys listening, like I want to help people, right? Through my coaching or, or what I do. And so working reverse engineering, we have to look at, okay, how can I help these people? Well, they need to trust me. Okay. How can I make them trust me? Well, the really the way to do that is to meet them where they are at. And what I mean in the context of, of the DMs is that um, some people are happy to jump in straight and talk about the deep stuff, but most people need a little time to kind of like feel into, okay, who is this? Is she going to cold pitch me? <gasps> you know, they, they, people are feeling like you and me, they're like, oh my God, 90% of my inbox or 99% of my inbox is just cold pitches from assholes, you know? <laughs> is this going to be another one? You know, is Joe going to cold pitch me too or send me a dick pic? Uh, and so we have to just help them relax their nervous system by seeing that we're not here to cold pitch them. So how do you start conversations in the DMs? Well, I think the best way to do it, if you're, for example, on Instagram or Facebook, looking at their stories, if they have any stories, not everyone does, but looking at their content uh, or stories, I think is the first, the best way. 
because like I said, people want to see, feel seen and heard. And the best way for me to show that I see you and I hear you is to look at what you've been putting out and then engaging with that. Because that, that way the conversation is more about you and I'm showing that, hey, I saw you, you talk about this or you have, like, this is interesting to you in your life. This is important to you, whether that's, mm. you know, your cat or your kids or your whatever. Um, I recommend try to find what does it seem like this person cares about? So someone's talking about their yoga retreat that they've been on recently and they've got some lovely photos and I love yoga and I want to go on a retreat. So let's say that I respond and I go, hey, oh my gosh, where is that yoga retreat, right? Um, I can't, you know, I've been wanting to go on one. That looks amazing. Where was it? Did you have a good time? Is that kind of a good start? That's it. That's it. Because you're like, I saw you. I saw that you have been on this thing. And then you're you're like having a conversation about something they're obviously in, interested in and you're not like demanding anything of them, right? So that's a great way to start the conversation. And then you can go on to like, so how long have you been doing yoga? Like what type of yoga? Oh my God, I also do Ashtanga or whatever it is, right? Yeah, now I know you both, you and me do love a bit of yoga because we were together in Lisbon doing yoga at sunrise, which I've just remembered while we were talking about that. Yes, love yoga. Oh, Lots of questions. Oh, the view was insane. So beautiful in Lisbon. Um, huh, memories. But I'm, I'm also thinking like, it's gorgeous having these sorts of conversations. And, you know, well, I, we're just like you and I have just now, it just opened up more commonalities and things that we've got to reference and so on. But then I mentioned earlier about friend zoning because yes. like it's really easy to become very friendly chatting about things we've got in common. How old are your kids and whatever, whatever. It yeah. kind of that friend zone thing. Is that a real risk or is that something that can be overcome? I'm glad you mentioned it because it's not a risk. It's actually a milestone. I would mm, say. Interesting. Yeah, because you being friend zone it's like it's been depicted as like oh you failed because you were friend zoned and da, da, da. Mm. I say in my framework uh, or method of how you get someone from you know being a stranger who doesn't know you on the internet to building the trust until the point where they book a sales call with you because they're so interested um, and see the value of what you do so along that journey the friend zone is kind of the first step that you want to reach because it means that you have built you know like we talked about you you've shown that you're not there to cold pitch them you have report so celebrate that you're in the friend zone <laughs> it's just the 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 problem right arises when you don't know how to get out of it and then move them towards booking a call with you right and that's the interesting conversation. So once you've kind of been friend zones, let's say, you know, you've developed report, uh, you're talking about yoga, cats, whatever it is, and and talk about different things. Like I said, imagine that you're at a mingle party. Um, so so let this take a little time. Uh and once you feel like, okay, this person is responding, we're having a good vibe going here, that's when you're in the friend zone and you wanna move 
you want to transition the conversation. So what do you do then? Uh, you start asking them about their goals, right? Uh, and so goals can be a little like, you know, an iffy word. Some people freeze up when they hear goals. So you can, you need to be creative with how you phrase this. But the, the essence is you want to explore and discover what is this person's goals when it comes to my area of coaching? You know, if you're a, let's say, dating coach, does this person, is it, first of all, you've probably discovered already if they're single or not. If they are single, they're probably your ideal client. Okay, well, how does this person want to find someone? If the answer is yes, you want to continue the conversation because they are most certainly an ideal client probably. If the answer is no, you, you can you have a friend or you have like a, a, a really good in community member that is a part of your community, right? That's just a win. Uh, you haven't wasted time because they might then be referring someone to you. They might not need your help, but they might refer someone else. Mm. So understanding the goals is how you get out of the friend zone first. And then the second step after that is understanding their challenges, all within your area of coaching. So let's say again, if you're a dating coach, okay, you've you've established that this lady is single. Um, you you've kind of asked, and and she's said that yes, she does want to meet someone, you know, eventually or now, whatever, and then. Uh, the next question becomes, okay, what's kind of been the challenge for you when it comes to finding someone? And when she's shared that, that's when you pitch. Okay, so my understanding of what you're saying is it's a bit like a mini sales call because of course we many of us understand that when you're on a sales call you'll talk about what they want to achieve and you'll talk about some of the challenges um and going through that enables you to then offer the value of what you do and in order for them to obviously get the result that they're after so it's in a way is it a bit like creating that through the dms where They'll chat about what they wanted to do and what the goals are and some of the problems they've come up against. And then you're in a situation where you say, I can help you with that. Is it literally that upfront or are there particular ways in the DMs that we should position things? Of course, there. Like this is like a beautiful jungle that I guide my clients through. So of course there are like nuances to this, but like the the describing the journey and the milestones that's pretty much it you want to understand you want to build a trust the report you know which is getting into the friend zone like we said and then um you want to understand their goals and then their challenges and once you know that i always say if you understand their their challenges it's kind of why would you not offer to help if you can and want to, right? So that's when you pitch. Uh, and is it the exact same as the sales call? I wouldn't say it's the exact same, but yes, it's similar. 
Um, and I would say that a lot of the reasons why a lot of coaches uh, struggle with conversion on sales calls is number one, they haven't built the, enough trust beforehand, which we've covered already with the getting into the friend zone. You've already built massive trust there. Number two, they, um, the, um, I, I hear a lot of coaches like, well, I feel like I'm just like repeating myself all the time. I'm asking about their goals all the too many times or struggles. Like they, maybe they'll get fed up with me. No, because I don't know about you, but what, every time I've invested in, in mentorship, the conversation makes me clearer and clearer about what I really want, you know? Cause at first I might be like, well, yeah, I want a relationship. Like if I was single, I might say like, yeah, I want a relationship. But then if we have the conversation, I might, you know, understand that, well, I don't want any relationship. I actually want this type of relationship or I want it in this way, you know? So don't ever think like, oh, I'm, I'm like repeating myself too much, both in the DMs and the sales call. It helps your, your potential clients. Yeah, that's really good insight. I mean, I think as coaches, we're always worried that we're repeating ourselves too much and to be reminded that actually it's not received in that way that we perceive it when we're, when we're the ones doing that. And so if you want to bring people onto a sales call, onto a discovery call, and you say, you know, that end goal there in the DMs is the pitch, is that the point where you would recommend that we talk about getting on a call and so the pitch is literally jump on a call it isn't buy my thing here's the link right I mean for me the dms that's where it starts to feel a little bit like you come to the end of a great conversation and it's gone on for a week or so and then they go here's my link is a kind of a bit of a, a put a bit a bit off putting right yeah like link to buy my thing yes right? yeah I mean I will say that yes you can for example if you're selling low ticket stuff you can us make the whole sale in the dms you can even um make the whole high ticket sale in the dms but me and i think you as well it's just a sales call is just so important for both the client but also for you right because you don't want to work with anyone you need to know that this is a person that you want to spend i don't know three months six months 12 months together with right uh so yes the answer is yes um pitch the the call and very important like you said don't you you can talk about your offer uh a little bit but the the a big mistake i see coaches making is that they they make the focus too much on their own offer and honestly the client doesn't care about your offer or our offer. They care about what is their goal and what are the challenges they're facing. And then they just care about how can I fix this, you know? And talking too much about your offer, can they don't yet see how your offer is going to be the solution, right? And so focus more on their goals and their challenges and be like, hey, I can help you with this, you know, would you like some help to overcome this problem and reach this goal, basically? Yeah, I always find it easier to, 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 to talk on a call. Do you, do you want to hop on a call? Like, say something like that. Because, again, the quality of the conversation is always better when you're 
kind of face to face. And and again, with with the conversation history you've had now in the DMs, they trust you much more than, you know, if you would never have done this and they would only have been looking at your content. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, do, do you find that you're having a lot of conversations simultaneously in the DMs? Because I mean, from a numbers perspective, you'd have to have quite a fair few of these conversations going over the weeks in order to create a reliable pipeline, right? Yes, yes. And this is also where a lot of coaches feel like this is too daunting. And I understand that. Uh, my recommendation is like start where it feels manageable and then you can you can increase. And it also depends on your funnel and your marketing strategy. Uh, are you only relying on organic social media content? Yes, then you definitely need this unless you are, I always say this, like we need to look at like, who are you? Who is your ideal client? Like if you're a phenomenal content creator and marketer, like you're a marketeer, social media marketeer, um, maybe you don't need to use the DMs. Maybe you can get all your sales through your content, but a lot, like the majority of the coaches I speak to, they are phenomenal coaches. You know, they're so good at coaching people. They don't identify as marketers. Mm. Marketing is more like, oh, it's something I have to do to get clients that I can then help and coach, right? So if that's you, that's definitely me. Um, then having these conversations in the DMs is going to create an ecosystem that helps fill up your pipeline, as you said, Joe. Because today, as I said, the co the competition is really big on social media. If you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, even TikTok, LinkedIn, like the, the competition is just increasing day by day um, when it comes to our content. And so getting clients just through our content, need, like you need to be really a pro in uh copywriting or uh video like reels and whatnot um if you want to sign clients just from that or book calls just from that and so if your forte is more the coaching aspect use your communication skills my friend you know because that's your power if you're good at coaching you're really good at conversations really and building trust, building report. That is your strength. And play by that. That's what I see a lot of coaches miss. They don't play to their strengths. They're like, oh, I have to do these reels. Like that's, but I don't like doing reels. I don't want to dance on reels or, <laughs> you know, I don't really, like they're not playing to their strengths. And this is why my clients have such amazing results because most of them, um, the ones who, who are the coach archetype, uh, when they start using their communication skills in the DMs, boom, like everything shifts and they sign, they book more calls than ever. They sign more clients. They can raise their prices all because they are building that trust through building these genuine relationships with people, partly in the DMs. Uh, absolutely I think that your word the ecosystem is so important about doing a variety of different marketing activities all of which feel good that enable you to 
be bringing people through that journey with you in a number of different ways, whether that's paid ads, organic marketing, but absolutely one of the most underutilized areas today is having real conversations, like you say, in the DMs and actually bringing people onto sales calls in that way, rather than just relying on them, reading your latest post and proactively taking the action without knowing more about you and trusting you. So Anna, if um somebody wants to make also, a start. Can I just say, yeah, can I just sure. say, because what you said there, like once you, you, you still need to create the content and I, you help your clients beautifully with this, obviously as well. And like, you need to create the content, but if you're just doing organic social media, no ads, nothing else, your audience on social media sees around 5% of your content, like of all the posts you create, 5 to 10%-ish. And so, I mean, that's not enough, right? Um, and however, if you're having conversations with people in the DMs, guess what? psychologically they'll be more invested in you they'll be more interested and curious so they will go and look at your content more than they would if you wouldn't have a conversation with them in the dms and this is where the the ecosystem so they you're talking to them in the dms which means they also the algorithm will boost your content to them and they'll they'll be more curious and so this is how you nurture them right yeah, absolutely. And so if somebody wants to make a start on that, and we love at the end of every episode of Gods for Soul, it's about inspired action, doing something that in the moment we've got this enthusiasm and oftentimes after hearing inspirational speakers to talk about the areas of their expertise, we're like, you know what, I'm going to deploy something about something on this topic in the next 24 hours. Where could somebody make a start? Look through your audience now or just think from the top of your head. Who in your audience do you know, or who do you know that could be a potential dream client for you? I know that you have at least one person, you probably have several that you've had your eyes on. Go and DM at least one person right now. Uh, look at, like we said, look at their stories. If they have stories up, look at them. What are they sharing? You know, are they sharing their cat? <laughs> are they sharing their food or their yoga retreat? Whatever it is. Find something that you can genuinely comment on and then comment. If they don't have any stories up, look at their content, their feed, and then um, comment on one of them. And then you can DM them their post. Like you can, you know, share their own post into the DMs or just comment and say, hey, I saw your post recently about blah, 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 how you were traveling to uh, Bali or something. I've been, I've been there or I've never been there, but I really want to go. Like, tell me, you know, that's your homework. <laughs> <laughs> so just start having conversations in the DMs. And I love how you've structured that. So we know after we started becoming friendly, that the end game is to obviously take them through those different conversation topics so they can then see us as the expert and obviously ask to speak to us some more if that's something that they feel compelled by. So Anna, thank you so much for sharing everything you have today. So much value. If someone wants to learn more about your work or come say hi, where's the best place to find you? Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Facebook too, but Instagram is my my hub really. Uh, would love to connect with you on Instagram. Um, so I'm sure you're probably going to share my handle, uh, Anna 
Faroo. I also have, if you're listening and you are a coach and you're finding yourself with like, okay, I'm signing some clients, but it's a little rocky. Like my income is quite inconsistent. And you're like, I just, I just want a more consistent income. Like what if my income could be kind of the same every month and I would know what my income would be exactly several months ahead. If that's you, I have a really beautiful resource training as well that I'd love to share with you. And the best way to get hold of that is to DM you over on Instagram, I'm guessing. DM me the word consistent income or just talk to me. Come talk to me in the DMs and I'll share. Because I also have lots of resources if you're new and you just want to sign your first couple clients. You know, I I have a lot of free resources. uh, So just DM me. Amazing. And the link to Anna's Instagram will be in the show notes. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a delight. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Always appreciate talking with you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, whether it's your first time here with us on Goals with Soul or whether you're a regular listener, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Reviews have a phenomenal impact to help others find podcasts that they most enjoy and get the best value from. So if you're loving this, please do share it so others can find it too. And so have an inspired action week. Take care. Bye now.